I've been traveling internationally in the last couple months, and whenever I meet a stranger and tell them I'm from the United States, our conversation inevitably winds up with them asking one question. So why did you guys elect Trump? I have a whole spiel in response to this, involving everything from voter ID laws to the role of white supremacy, but media unmistakably played a huge role in this election, and it's hard to unwind the giant, messy ball of string that is media's influence on the election. But for the spring print issue of Bitch Magazine, Jen Posner wrote a feature article about how specifically NBC and reality TV show The Apprentice helped shape the public image of Trump into someone who could conceivably run for president. It's called All in the Family, NBC and the Manufacturing of Donald Trump. If you're not one of the millions of people who has ever actually watched The Apprentice, just as a refresher, it's this show. Andy, you're just being pounded on. You're being outdebated. I just don't want somebody running one of my companies that's going to get beaten up so badly, you're fired. Okay, so Jen is the founder of the group Women in Media and News and is the author of Reality Bites Back, which it certainly did in this case. And she's currently working on a book about media's complicity in Trump's rise to power. Amusingly, Ivanka Trump this morning on CBS told Gail King that she did not know what it means to be complicit. And so then Merriam Webster's tweeted at her the definition of complicity. There are going to be a lot of ways, a lot of really weird ways history looks back on this time period, right? It's often a little hard to parse out what's important and what's not when you're right in the middle of something. So I asked Jen how historians in 50 years would look back on the role that The Apprentice played in his campaign. It's going to be increasingly clear, I hope, that um, that NBC and The Apprentice really played a massive role in normalizing and um, and cre- not just normalizing, but um, but creating a false sense of authority and a false sense of competence for Donald Trump for more than a decade, before which he was, uh, I should say, without which he would never have been able to run in the first place. Um, what I mean by that, uh, The Apprentice, which is a show that uh, pretended for 11 years or so, um, nearly every week, uh, that Donald Trump held the keys to the American dream in his hands, that he was the epitome of success, of authority, of um, saying, telling it like it is, but in a way that needs to happen so that um, people can make money and do good deals and get ahead. Um, And all of those, all of those ways that authority was bestowed on Trump by NBC and by Mark Burnett, the producer of The Apprentice, um, alongside Donald Trump, who was also an executive producer of The Apprentice, creating his own narrative and learning through Mark Burnett how to create his own narrative. Um, that authority, uh, the image of authority, I should say, uh, was specifically crafted in a manipulative and false manner to uh, to confuse and uh, and mislead viewers into believing this was the real Donald Trump, not the guy who was multiply bankrupt and sued for fraud numerous times. The whole idea of The Apprentice 
is that Donald Trump is a super successful business owner who knows everything about running a successful enterprise. The contestants on the show compete for the chance just to work with him. Given the facts of reality, you could just as easily have made a show where Donald Trump is some kind of symbol of what not to do in business. A guy who inherited a bunch of money from his family, filed for bankruptcy multiple times, and has been sued repeatedly for fraud. But that's not the narrative The Apprentice was selling. You know, they took a couple of minutes of footage every week of Donald Trump and, in, and left hours of footage of him off to the side. Anybody can be made to seem authoritative and uh, intelligent and competent if you just take, you cherry pick just a couple of minutes. And then if you leave all of his racist ranting and his uh, pussy grabbing off camera, so that, of course they didn't want us to see that. During the presidential campaign, a producer from The Apprentice's first season, Bill Pruitt, wrote a letter in Vanity Fair about how The Apprentice misled Americans about who Trump is. He wrote, we were, quote, entertaining. And the story about Donald Trump and his stature fell into some bizarre public record as, quote, truth. Now that the lines of fiction and reality have blurred to the horrifying extent that they have, those involved in the media must have their day of reckoning about how complicit the media and social media outlets have been in getting us to where we are now. Wow. Reality TV, more than any other genre, manipulates the audience because with with sitcoms, with dramas, we understand innately that even with the most realistic, gritty, uh, gritty uh, narrative, there are actors reading scripts written by writers, filmed by producers, and that this is a, a fictional process and we get to be entertained by it. Maybe we get to learn something by it if it's one of those sort of socially responsible types of programming efforts. But we understand that this isn't the truth. It's a maybe at best, it's a reflection of true attitudes and values people might have, experiences, right, that, uh, that actors can tap into. But with reality television, this is a genre that bills itself as the truth. Most viewers don't know that for an hour, an average hour of The Apprentice, or even an average hour of The Bachelor, or any, you know, Real Housewife, whatever fa favorite show you have, um, you're seeing less than 1% of what went on. They usually will have filmed more than 100 hours of tape. Um, and then if you take out commercials, then that's basically 46 minutes or so of content. So you're seeing less than 1% of all of the drama, all of the uh, sort of intrigue behind the scenes. So if you think you know who Donald Trump is because you watched him for 11 years, that's a, a reasonable assumption for you to make as a viewer if you believe the basic premise of reality TV. So what about all that footage that was left on the cutting room floor? After the Access Hollywood grab him by the pussy video of Trump appeared in media, Bill Pruitt and an actor who had worked on The Apprentice both told media outlets that outtakes from The Apprentice are just as terrible. And a lot of that material reportedly includes him using uh, language, including ethnic slurs, um, misogynist language, sexually harassing women who worked for him, um, both in terms of staff on the show as well as contestants. Um, 
And so all of that, again, if we if viewers had known that that was the real Donald Trump and not um, this sort of faux authority figure who has turned into an authoritarian figure, we would have been able to see what was coming. And I doubt that he would have had a platform to run in the first place. But they didn't say, oh, we just won't release them. We don't want to. They said, no, wait, we're not allowed to release the tapes because um, because the tapes are owned by this production company. Well, Mark Burnett, when he was approached to release the tapes, said he couldn't release the tapes. And NBC was the one who had the legal uh, uh, responsibility or permission to, to could grant permission or not. And then it turns out Mark Burnett is the, is the owner of the production company that NBC is saying has the ability or not to release the tapes. So basically it's a giant pass the buck that ends up exactly where Burnett and NBC and Donald Trump wanted it to end up, which is keep the reality TV sausage making process a secret. Don't show anybody any raw footage. It would inevitably and irrevocably damage the image of supposed reality, supposed truth uh, of what The Apprentice had pretended that Donald Trump was. I think in the in the feature, I called it um, a disingenuous corporate circle jerk because uh, all of that footage, which by the way, I wouldn't say that um, that anyone using ethnic slurs is worse than admitting to sexual assault, but I think it's all bad, right? Like there's a lot of uh, reportedly really bad behavior and, and language on those tapes. Um, the problem is that uh, Mark Burnett holds on to uh, holds on to his secrets um, like the you know the biggest uh, patriarch of any commercial endeavor. Uh, you know, it, you don't want to reveal how the sausage gets made as a reality TV producer. So in general, um, he has sued uh, people who've leaked information about his reality shows in the past. Um, but when it comes to Trump, who's been one of his biggest money makers, um, and it should also be note, I, noted, I didn't have space to write this in the feature, but um, Trump now is in charge of telecommunications policy. He is in charge of setting regulations for the media companies that um, that will stand to make billions based on, or lose billions based on his decisions, one of which is... Uh, the company on whose payroll he still remains because of his role in The Celebrity Apprentice and not giving up his executive producer credit or compensation. The way race and gender played out on The Apprentice, on the footage that actually made it onto the air, not on the stuff that was left on the cutting room floor, foreshadowed the way Trump would demean women and people of color in his campaign. White supremacy and misogyny played out in that show in the explicit framing of all of the contestants and uh, and how we were supposed to, as viewers, understand women and people of color and white men in the workplace. What Mark Burnett and Donald Trump did as executive producers was frame women contestants consistently as mentally and professionally inferior uh, to their male counterparts on the show. Um, they consistently framed uh, women of color in particular as 
angry, as having no work ethic, as lazy. And in early seasons, they were made to constantly, they were framed to seem as if they could not excel in a business environment without using their sexuality to get ahead as a way to compensate for their lack of intellect. That was Jen Posner. If you want to know more about the behind-the-scenes crafting that goes into reality TV, check out her book, Reality Bites Back. Even though most of it is an absolute mess, that doesn't mean we should give up on media. People are always going to care about getting information, and we're always going to be drawn like moths to the raging trash fire to watch shows like The Apprentice and The Bachelor. But we need some basic understanding, some basic media literacy about what we're consuming. We need to be able to separate fact from fiction. The stakes of blurring those lines are extremely obvious these days. I feel inspired by the people who are out there working to make good media, whether they work in TV or print or just post their ideas on social media to try and push us to be better at journalism. We need journalism that asks actual questions and that makes us think about the world in new ways. Far too often, those kinds of ideas are drowned out by all the drama. 